Today's episode is sponsored by Youmore. Youmore helps us better understand and uplift our mental health with instant screening, data tracking, insights, and targeted exercises. I've had the pleasure of having both co-founders on the podcast, and I really admire what they do and love their vision behind the company. Youmore is the AI-powered mental well-being tracker that helps you build positive habits, change behaviors, and share your progress with friends, family, and physicians. Youmore's vision is to make mental health as seamless and as accessible as possible. Its purpose is to act as a support and prevention tool and to provide you with the data and insights to help you develop an awareness of your current mental state and stress levels. The way it works is very simple. You download the app for free on your smartphone. You fill in a quick questionnaire that will assess how you're currently feeling, which will act as a starting point, and it will check in with you daily to track your well-being over time and so that you are able to see your progression day by day. Youmore also gives you access to many evidence-based exercises which are designed to help you live your happiest and healthiest life. The goal of Youmore is to be your friend, is there to help and support you in your mental health journey. And to find out more, you can check out their website at youmore.app. Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Alex Misseri. Alex is a digital transformation and sustainability expert who has worked around the world across a variety of industries. He has always had a passion for sustainability and two years ago launched his own company called astepback.org that helps set organizations on a path to sustainable growth and development by focusing on three key areas including climate action, education, and responsible consumption and production. During this episode, we discussed what does sustainability and sustainable development mean for organizations. We talked about the difficulty of shifting people's mindsets towards sustainability and the challenges that come along with it, and how climate change will completely reshape the future and how we live our lives. And the last message he wanted to share is to go for your dreams, be patient, and you'll be surprised at what you can achieve. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Alex Misseri. Thank you. Thanks for welcoming me. Thank you for so much for your time and for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. So Alex, me and you got connected through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Guillaume, who I've also had on the podcast. And he's honestly been a huge uh, advocate of the podcast and connected me with different people and had different guests on the show as well. So uh, Guillaume, if you're watching, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but I was taking a look at the work you do. Um, I think it's very interesting, uh, the work you do in sustainability and your approach and your mindset to how organizations should work and what the future of that you know, looks like, as, mm-hmm. as they put it, building a future for <clears throat> all of us. So I'd love to focus on all that, how you started a step back and take a look back at some of the work you've done in, in the past. But before we get in, ev- into everything, Alex, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> What shall I say? I'll say that I am the husband of a wonderful lady, the father of uh, three girls, as wonderful, nine, five, and five. We've we've uh, we've got twins. Twins. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it always creates a reaction. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Either positive or negative, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it always creates a reaction. And um, I'm French. I was born in the southeast of France. Um, but I somehow also feel a little bit Chinese uh, because uh, I spent 12 years in Shanghai and three years in Hong Kong. And uh, at some stage, I could say that uh, I had spent the, the third of my life in China. And, and, yeah. and that still at some stage, until a few years ago, I could say that my whole uh, professional experience was in China. So that, you know, that has an impact on someone. For sure. Uh, it shapes you up. Uh, and there's lots of things I love from there. Uh, some things I'm also aware of, you know, let's say. Um, and many things that I find uh, somehow similar over here uh, in the Interesting. UAE. We can talk about it later. And um, so, yeah, 
always worked abroad uh, in different parts of the world, but mostly in Asia until uh, up until a year ago, where uh, we moved to uh, to Dubai with my wife for her job. Uh, she initiated the move. And um, yeah, so all these years, what I did uh, for most of them, at least, was what we call digital transformation. Yeah. So uh, for the longest time, uh, I had this digital hat. I was the digital guy helping organizations grow e-commerce, grow digital in all its aspects. Sure. Uh, so, so today, we, the, the words we use is digital transformation. This transformation part is what I love. Mm. I, I absolutely love uh, helping organizations uh, and now people also, maybe I'll talk about it, um, change. Evolve, yeah. transform, yeah. take something that is not in their core activity, is not part of their life for an individual or an organization. Um, and, but that thing being so important that you have to put it or you want to put it at the heart uh, of, your, uh, of your organization. For 15 years, it was digital. Yeah. And two years ago, I decided that basically I love what I did, uh, but it was lacking meaning. What's the point? What's the point? Uh, what's the meaning? Mm. Uh, what's, how does it make my life better? How does it make the world better? What, what's the point uh, of doing more and more digital, always trying to, uh, to, to, to digitalize the world somehow uh, at my very little level? Huh? But uh, uh, what's the point? Um, and so I decided to shift. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about it. I see. Uh, let's see. But um, I decided to shift towards sustainability. Yeah. So after 15 years of digital transformation, now I work in the space of sustainable transformations. Yeah. Uh, so helping people and organizations become more sustainable. I guess that's uh, long enough for <laughs> <on> the <laughs> intro. <laughs> yeah, enough for sure. And thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I like for myself and for the listeners to get just an idea of you know your experience, for how sure. the, you got to where you are today and so on. So I guess let's start with, now I've no, I know you've worked in Paris, you've worked in Sydney, Shanghai, and, uh, and China is probably the biggest, the biggest one, and yeah. now Dubai. So what have you learned, I guess, working in so many different parts of the world uh, from a cultural perspective? You know how everyone says in different parts of the world, people, there's different ways of doing business, there's different traditions and so on. And how, I guess, has that helped you here? And you mentioned something interesting just now that between China, for example, and Dubai, that mm. there's actually a lot of similarities. So mm. I'd love to hear, uh, mm. I'd love to hear more about that. The similarity, I'll start from this, the similarity of similarities is in a way but I won't go into details on this, is sure. how the, the country is managed, okay. uh, how the country is, is led, governed, mm. um, uh, f- at a more maybe a practical uh, uh, level uh, or, or day-to-day level. Um, it's, it's the energy, the everything is possible mindset mm. uh, that we had uh, during all these years, uh, and there still is uh, in, in China that we find here as well that uh, I didn't feel as strong or at all in, in some of the places where uh, I lived and worked. Um, so, uh, yeah, ultimately it's this, it's this, this, this amazing energy mm. uh, that yeah. the city has because all its individuals have, because the city changes so much, because you know how it, it, it always amazed me that some people who've been living here for uh, 14 years, uh, 15, whatever, uh, say uh, the city has changed so much. Sometimes I go in a neighborhood and I don't recognize it. It's exactly what we experienced in China. Okay, in interesting. It's interesting. exactly what we experienced in China. We were there when there was the World Expo. 
uh, like we have now, now this year oh, uh, wow. in, in Dubai. <laughs> we were in Shanghai at the time and the city changed so much at the time. They opened uh, 10 metro lines wow. in one year. Wow. Uh, so it took oh, them a few wow. years to build, of course. Of course. But in the same year before, so in 2009, uh, before 2010, the, the, the World Expo, they, they opened nine uh, metro lines. So, you know, when I see the city here changing, it's only been a year, but some parts changing, some, you know, new neighborhoods, new parts uh, opening, uh, starting. Uh, it's uh, It reminds me of that time. But more importantly, what I want to insist on is, is the, the energy of the people. Yeah. Uh, the 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 belief that indeed everything is possible and the the, the, the desire to go for it and, and make one's best life uh, actually happen uh, and uh, yeah I guess that's the, the the main similarity yeah now the other part of the of the question was um, at least how I understood it um, well, what 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 did I learn from you know these yeah. different places exactly um, I have to uh, to do a disclaimer. I believe that um, all humans share uh, common some commonalities. Sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, we all have that. some things in common. Yeah, um, and and somehow probably this belief was also uh, uh, how to say created because of visiting all these places and observing that indeed there are some. Uh, I don't know exactly what word to use, uh, because if I use the word values, some people would say, uh, yeah, but actually uh, in some parts of the world, uh, the, the, the value of family, uh, for instance, or of uh, freedom, yeah. uh, freedom is even more, uh, yeah. is, is different <laughs> in another country. For sure. But actually, I, somehow, though it, it takes different... Um, uh, materialization, yeah. you, you know, it, it, you observe it in a different way, or yeah. it's in different parts, but uh, in their own way, the Chinese are as free as the French. But it's in a very different way. It's not the same referential. It's not yeah. the same. You know, it's not in the same way. Yeah, you can't compare it in the same. You in the cannot same way. compare on the yeah, same gotcha. uh, freedom of speech. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, uh, of course. But freedom of behaving in in public, it's also very different. Mm. Uh, this time to the to the benefit somehow of uh, of China, though the French would maybe be uh, sometimes um, upset or or. Uh, Astonished by by yeah. how uh, how this this freedom materializes, uh, and and you can go on with a, with a long list. So I believe that there's um, and it's comforting for me and it's very refreshing also to mm. to, to think to observe that there are some uh, um, commonalities between all of us and that if we actually are curious enough to go towards the other, if we actually dig deep, we realize that we have actually much more in common than what separates us. Um, yeah, um, I think that's such a refreshing perspective to have, um, especially when you work in different parts of the world. And like you said, there might be, I guess, the way I understood it from you is people may react in different ways. They have different ways of thinking and so on. But if you strip that all away at the base of it, there's a lot of commonalities you exactly. can find with each other. Exactly. Yeah. But like you correctly said, you also need to be curious for me to actually find that because it's very easy for me to sit here in Dubai and think of someone in China or in Asia or Sydney wherever and have a completely different you know perspective on them and their culture and what they do and how they work without that even ever going there exactly yeah exactly and there are uh, I think many misconceptions uh, about every place in the world somehow sure. but at least we are in Dubai so let me talk about Dubai uh, I had a number of misconceptions um, 
um, judgments even uh, before coming that uh, happen to not be true. Uh, and and I think the, the many people who have never lived in China have a perception of what it is, uh, how it works, etc. Yeah. That is also not true. So so when we talk about China with people who have not lived there, I always. Um, I always say, you know, I spent 12 years there and they were happy years. I never felt like I was in a cage, uh, you know, I never felt like I was not mm. free. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and so my perception, because uh, I live in Shanghai and in Hong Kong, uh, and as you might have heard, uh, Hong Kong currently, their relationship with China is, 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 is yeah. special. Yeah. Um, and so my perspective on this is, is different uh, than, than someone who has never been there, who doesn't know, you know. I, I, yeah, I'm a third Chinese. I sometimes say so. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And did you um, get you were there for twelve years? Did you f actually pick up uh, Mandarin and Cantonese or some? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like enough Cantonese, to no, but uh, but Mandarin, but Mandarin yeah. Yeah. yeah, enough to, to live, yeah. work also uh, for some meetings in in Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, I feel because uh, I've been to uh, Shanghai and I've been okay. to Hong Kong on obviously on holiday, so I didn't have the same experience that you did. But I was like, yeah, if I you don't have the language here, like even yeah. just getting in a taxi to try to go somewhere, yeah. it was like a nightmare. Yeah. But well, when we uh, arrived there at 2000 and 2004, beginning 2005, yeah, I say we because we were already together with my wife at the time. Um, at the time, if you didn't speak a word of Mandarin, life was different. Like it would, we thought it would be uh, difficult, or, or it would be, uh, we wouldn't be able to enjoy or, mm. or live it fully. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we, we we took on Mandarin. Today, uh, people speak uh, English pretty, very, very well. Really? Uh, oh yeah, it's quite impressive. That's uh, every airport, hotel. Um, a train station, oh, wow. uh, taxis, uh, maybe they are the, the last ones, but uh, they, they speak enough English for, to, sure. to, for you to get around. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah it has changed crazy. Yeah, because we were there in uh, 08 and it wasn't like that. And like it wasn't our like experience. that at the yeah, time, for sure. Exactly, and there for you go. Sure. Um, I know you, uh, so you mentioned that your expertise is in digital transformation and digital, both. And sustainability transformation. And exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. So when it comes to, uh, I want to focus on the digital and then we're going to get to all that sustainability yeah. stuff. So on the digital aspect, what if you, if you were to explain to someone, I don't understand what digital, digital transformation is, how would you explain that to me? And what are the challenges that I guess organizations typically have when making that kind of transformation? Okay. Um, uh, digital transformation is the process of helping Usually we talk about companies in that context. Yeah, of course. Uh, or organizations, could yeah. be NGOs or um, leverage digital, digital tools from uh, websites to apps uh, to data to whatever technology, piece yeah. of technology and digital and the internet at large um, and put it at the service of their mission. Okay. And, and, and use it to grow their business, their activity, their impact. Um, so it's, it's basically a, a big word somehow uh, to say, what do we do with the internet? How can we use mm. uh, data? Yeah. Uh, how do we uh, improve our processes, our organization, our uh, sales approach, our whatever you exactly, take. Yeah. You take all the departments of the company, all and the activities, and think how can we do things better, more efficiently, with more, uh, more powerfully, more with more impact, uh, to generate more revenue, etc. Sure. Uh, using new technologies, to yeah. say it simply. Yeah. Uh, it's really that that simple. Simple. Yeah. Um, 
Now, in practice, mm. uh, it can be complex because you touch every area, exactly. uh, every domain of the company. And yeah, that's what, yeah. one of the things I love. It's, it's a real transformation of the whole company. Uh, one. Two, um, then what is the, 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 the key challenge? Uh, and it's really the second point, and it's the key challenge of all of these transformations. Like I always say, adding a piece of technology can be expensive, yes. It might take a few months, a few years, yes. It's doable. It's a matter of uh, having a project, a project management, blah, 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 and, and, and roll out the project. Yeah. Um, but, but basically, uh, um, implementing new technology, developing new software, new hardware, and etc., is feasible. It's a matter of time and money. The, the, the huge challenge that all organizations face um, is uh, the, to change the people or to change the mindsets, to change the habits. Ah, I see. So okay. the only challenge, uh, the, the only deep challenge uh, that, that can actually, that is the, the, the make or break, is actually on this. It's on the people front. The people. Um, because you not only want them to uh, uh, use uh, the, the, the technology, um, but the best uses that they can make is by actually embracing it, accepting it. Exactly. First accepting it and then embracing it. Um, and, and the point is how, do, uh, how can the organization uh, invite, support, ensure uh, that the people actually change their mindset and their behavior. And that can take years exactly. uh, yeah, for I was some individuals. Say, yeah, um, uh, I think you made a very good point about it's not about adding a tool, it's a not necessarily the biggest challenge is <clears throat> changing the mindset because if yeah. I've done something a certain way for my whole life and now you want me to go into this new arena which maybe I'm not very convinced about if I'm a key stakeholder and then um, there's a difference between getting the technology like you said and using it but a, a, it's a completely different thing when I've, I'm, I'm embracing this and I'm going to push that out to the rest of the organization to start doing that as well. So I think that's a very interesting point and so because that's going to follow up to my next question now with sustainability when we talk about sustainable development and sustainable strategy the way the way um the way i've understood it is it's about of from my research i've done is about making having i guess an external cause being more you know maybe economical i don't know exactly what how to define it how would you define uh, sustainability and sustainable growth? What does that, what does that mean to me as an organization? What does that mean? Okay. Um, um, sustainability for an organization is, you can say, everything that is not financial, but that is material to that organization. What does material mean? It means that is important, that okay. has an impact. Okay. Um, health and well-being of the staff is material. It is important. If your staff are all depressed, how can the company be doing well? Impossible. Um, if uh, in a world where um, um, the, the, the resources uh, are scarce, I mean, um, uh, physical resources are scarce, or where the, the, the level of pollution is high, etc., the company will not be able to operate. So I, I take extremes, Okay. Yeah. but, but so the, the logic is, it's everything that is, that is not financial, because without money you cannot operate as well, that is not financial, um, that uh, is important and has an impact on uh, the future of the company. Okay, uh, so uh, it's, it's in three buckets, sustainable development. If you type on it on Google and you go to Google Images, you'll see three buckets. Uh, one is environmental, 
So everything that happens in the environment, in nature, in, in the living out there, um, on the planet, basically, um, that, uh, that is important for the operation of the company, short, medium, long term, yeah. depending on the type, on, on the company, depending on, the, on, the, on its industry, depending on... Um, for some companies, it's very, very short term, uh, like the lack of sand uh, in the cement industry or whatever. Uh, for some companies, it's very long term. My carbon emissions, if I continue like this, uh, it impacts uh, um, um, climate change. And so sure. one day, maybe uh, the governments will prevent us to fly. OK, so it's very long term. Um, but um, so environmental, social. OK. Uh, and uh, the health and well-being of the employees, for instance, is the simplest one to understand and to mention. Uh, those are quite a number of them. Um, and economical. And I insist on this. Um, sustainability, at least the way I, I practice it, actually in its, in its real definition, sustainable development is a development that is respectful uh, of nature, the environment, people, our staff, but also uh, our societies, our communities, um, and economical, because if it doesn't make money in our capitalistic system, if I don't make money as an organization, even an NGO, or if I don't have grants, if I don't you know, raise funds, sure. basically without money, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Uh, at least on the long run, because sustainability, and that's the interesting part of the word, it's sustainable, it means for the long time, or, you know, or in time, gotcha. sustainable in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can have tremendous success, um, economical success as a company, um, on the short term without caring anything about the uh, environment and, and the people. Exactly. On the mid to long term, uh, we see more and more that it's, it's, it's not the case. It doesn't work like this. It doesn't happen. And at least it's not what I want to support. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's actually very interesting. I've never heard anyone explain it that way, that it's everything that is not financial. I think that really helps you get an idea of it's it's all the things you talked about is everything around you like the so your society what's how we how is this going to impact us in 5 10 15 20 years um and so on and things like you know men, uh, employee well-being all, all these kind of things so i think the way you described it is perfect because when people think about sustainability i think there is an economical aspect which as you said but it's the way i've understood it from you it's everything yes that is a factor but it's pretty much everything that's not that it's not about the you know your revenue right now. It's not about it's the impact that you're trying to make in the in the long term and so on. So let me ask you a question, because I was thinking about this now, as we just like with digital transformation and now with sustainability. If I'm let's say I'm a company and you come to me like and you're Alex and you're like, I think you guys should look at sustainable growth strategy or sustainable development. And I'm not a person. I'm not a company that's interested in that. Um, I don't see the value of it at, right now, which I'm sure you know you you come you you come across sometimes. I guess how would you how would you sell me on why is this something I should do or why is this important to me? Because I can imagine with the work that you do, there could like, for certain organizations there would be some pullback um, surrounding that. Um, there are uh, at least two parts to the answer. Okay. Uh, the first part is I've consciously decided not to try and convince you. Okay. My business is not about convincing people sure. that uh, they, they need to understand the importance of this. I'm gotcha. not in the uh, evangelization yeah, uh, yeah, business. Yeah. I get you. It's important for someone who works in that space uh, to say, okay, <laughs> so basically what it means is I, I only work with uh, people and organizations that already have um, 
an awareness of this topic and, and, okay. and how important it is sure. that already decided or, or came to a conclusion like, yeah, okay, I need to do something about it. Yeah. Um, some people are in the inspiration business, like I call it. Uh, now, if I were in, in the inspiration business, usually the, the people that uh, are not convinced, uh, usually is because of a level of... Um, I don't know if I should say pragmatism or if I should say cynicism or, if, you know, uh, where they don't think this actually matters. Okay. Okay. So usually these people think that uh, I'm generalizing here. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if of some course. of the, the, the people who listen <laughs> recognize themselves, I'm not uh, criticizing. It's a fact uh, that I observe. Yeah. Usually they, um, um, they consider that what truly matters is the financial aspects. Exactly. So from uh, exactly. people, planet, and profit, uh, they focus on profit. profit. Yeah. Um, so the approach um, is to um, help them evaluate when their company, their profits, will be affected by the environmental aspects or the social aspects of things. Mm. When these... The, 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 the sustainable development will actually have a financial impact on their company. Gotcha. Um, it, it does happen in some industries today already. Um, and it is possible in some cases, that's what I try to do, uh, uh, because I still sometimes try uh, to do with some, <laughs> with some people, uh, is to um, um, help them forecast in how many years if it's more than three, I give up. Okay. But in how many years, they believe, based on uh, reports, based on information, based on surveys, based on talking to clients, based on so many things, uh, based on governmental regulation that are shifting, based on um, when their business will be impacted negatively if they don't do anything. Yeah. Like if, if I don't do anything, my business will die ultimately, you know, will be impacted negatively. I'll lose 10, 20, 50% of revenue. Um, or when uh, it is time to start acting, because when I start acting, my business will be um, in, um, uh, impacted positively. Like gotcha. if I do yeah. nothing, I lose. But if I do something, I win. Yeah. Uh, so we, we look at both angles. Uh, and it's basically bringing it back to uh, the PNL. Uh, so the, the, the short way of saying it is, when is there an impact of this topic? On the PNL, on the, yeah, and that's the well, why do I say it like this and resonate like this, um, think like this is um, is because uh, I observed uh, 15, 20 years ago that companies did not care about digital until they realized that actually this thing had an impact on their PNL. Gotcha. If they didn't do something, they would lose market share, they would lose revenue. And if they did something, ah, maybe they would at least catch up and maybe even uh, gain something uh, and gain market share or whatever. And it's, it's when it becomes material, again, this word, uh, for their uh, PNL uh, that they start actually moving, that the ultimate yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, reluctance uh, start moving. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and I think you, um, the way you describe it is, is fantastic because number one about... Do you want like splitting it up into, you know, I've made a conscious decision not to do this and uh, to not be a, an inspiration guy, but more to be to work with people who actually want to do these kind of things, because I that makes a lot of sense. You know, uh, same thing for me as a therapist. You know, I I want to work with a client who wants to do this. I'm not in the job of convincing you. You don't have to. You know what I mean? So I resonated. I resonated with that a lot. But also I wanted to hear how you would sell to someone, because with things like these, 
and coming this kind of relates back to the transformation we were talking about before that you have a mindset about something so for me to ask you to either digitally transform or start looking at sustainability is to be a part of your organization if i don't have the mindset that fits that it's going to be quite hard to change that mm. and that's where you know the thing but i think you made a good point that at the end of the day no matter what and what organization you are if you bring it back to numbers and, and when it's going to hit you and negatively, I think that's when everyone, you know, kind of wakes up and starts to take notice. So when it comes... And when... Uh, sorry to sorry, interrupt. No, uh, please. Why do I said this more or less three years? Uh, like if they yeah. think it will... Because you start acting as an organization if you think you need to prepare, if you, especially if you're part of the reluctant, you know, or the, yeah. the, 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 sure. the laggards. Or, uh, you start acting when you think that something is going to act to impact your PNL within the next three years. Yeah. You don't start working something now on something that might impact you or maybe will even impact you in five or ten years. You don't do it. Yeah. Practically, you don't do it. You, have got, you, you manage you have too many one, things. two, three year down priorities. Uh, that's why I, I set it like this. Okay, no, and, and that makes a lot of sense because a lot of these things, I guess, might take longer for them to actually start having like to have a negative impact on you. Obviously, depending on the industry and the country and so on. So the whole point with sustainability, um, from I know, is to create a better future for all, which is one of you know the values that you got that you guys aspire to. So the question I have is because number one, why is that so important for us to put in the work now for where things are going? Uh, obviously, there's a lot you've heard a lot in the news about you know what's happening to the planet and what's do, what every, how everything is moving, but obviously that's still people see it as still quite long term, so it's not going to affect them now. But number one, do you think, are we doing enough right now? And the next question is, will it ever be enough? Because you can think like, oh yeah, I'm, I am doing a lot now, but my, from your mindset, you'd be like, oh yeah, I could always do more, I could always do more. And also, how do you balance that with like, I guess, running a profitable uh, organization as well? Because I'm guessing some of these external factors can also, if, if there's too much focus on, focus on them, could start affecting revenue negatively as well. Thank you for the question, though it's not easy. Uh, it's quite a big one. Um, I'll answer in two ways. Sure. Uh, first way is try and be, a, um, how can I say, um, try and be um, pr pragmatic or, or fact-based, or because some of it, uh, for example, for instance, uh, climate change. I believe that this is one of the the the, the external forces that yeah. will change the world in the next uh, even 20 years yep. just like digital changed the world in the last 20 years so and, and i often say this um look at your life uh personal professional whatever look at the world uh, your life the world uh 20 years ago how it was and how it is today and how digital changed that okay uh, we probably uh, wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now together uh, if the world hadn't digitalized. True. Um, yeah. So look at where we were and where we are. And think that, uh, that which is my deep belief, uh, the world will change just as much from a sustainability, but it's more specifically an environmental and even more specifically climate point of view in the next 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so things we maybe today cannot imagine. Um, because 20 years ago, I didn't imagine how the world would be from a digital standpoint today. <coughs> so factually, practically, especially if I take the climate angle, which is one of, of those that I speak most about or, or, or that motivates me most or I'm most sensitive to, um, <coughs> there are a number of reports, there are a number of um, uh, um, science-based observations, recommendations, 
uh, there's the, the the Paris Agreement. You know, there's, there's yeah. the, the wealth of it, and I don't want to go into all this. But there is data for those who are interested. It does take a bit of time, um, <clears throat> or it does take to to listen to the right podcast or whatever. Uh, ultimately, it's time to 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 get up get um, up to speed with the knowledge that is available out there because there is today a consensus between all the scientists uh, in the world on this environmental topic. You could say the same uh, on the uh, social uh, topics. Um, <clears throat> every country has its own uh, challenges. Every company, uh, every family, maybe even has its own challenges uh, yeah. on, on the social aspects. Uh, and and so basically, the <clears throat> audit—it's not exactly the word I'm looking for. The the looking at the, 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 the state of things mm, uh, the study yeah I guess the, sorry the study the study the study no what I mean is is looking at things as they are or yeah, looking okay. where we are in yeah. my country or gotcha. in my company or in my you know uh, looking at, uh, at the status of things uh, is something that uh, everyone can do should do uh, in their own context because uh, sustainability in the UAE sustainability in China sustainability in France uh, I'm French again is is different thing of course uh, yeah. from an environmental standpoint from a social standpoint is is different so do your own uh, analysis and look at where we are uh, where you are uh, and and then and that's the second point um, uh, you just said you're a therapist I'm a, I'm a coach I'm a trained coach I use coaching with some of my clients um, <clears throat> I believe in, in, in taking people where they are uh, and I believe in uh, doing what we can, doing our best and ultimately uh, my goal for myself and for the people I work with, uh, I always say is, is to look at oneself in the mirror and say, okay, I'm, I'm good with this, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good with what I did, I'm good with where I am, I know I could do better, for sure I can be much better, I could be, do, uh, support, uh, invest uh, much better, uh, but okay, today I did good. And if uh, every day you say today did good, I'm happy with where I am. That this is where uh, one needs one needs to be, because yes, the the, the reports tell us. Uh, I continue with the climate topic, that um, <coughs> the the um, the average French uh, person living in France, sh in average, uh, should divide their consumption, which means their carbon emissions, by nine, in order to meet the Paris Agreement. Can every French, on average, uh, uh, divide their their consumption, their, their carbon emissions by nine? I doubt so. Huh? Mm. Uh, I don't exactly see how this could happen. So, but everyone can do their best uh, and and you know and, and review their their um, <coughs> their, their life, uh, review their um, yeah their carbon emission uh, ultimately uh, according to this. It is the same on the social uh, social side. Uh, and to, to make it very practical, uh, what is the, the, the best relationship I could have with my boss, uh, my father, you know, mm. whatever. Uh, um, I don't know if it's really possible to uh, be in love with uh, my boss or even my father. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but actually to have a decent relationship is sure. something I can work on. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> And so, um, so the answer is um, <clears throat> there are benchmarks. It's in, I think it's useful, important to know, uh, to have a reference of where should I go, or, uh, how much should I work on this. Or, uh, but then at the end of the day, it's, uh, it depends on everyone's um, <clears throat> capability, desire, situation, yeah. priorities, uh, and we have to accept this yeah. uh, it, because there's no choice ultimately. hundred percent. And I love the example that you used about how you brought the coaching example uh, into this discussion because to look in yourself in the mirror every day and to be like, okay, I did good. And like you said, we always think as people, 
I could always do more. I could have answered this. I could have worked out harder. There's always better that you can do. But so when you take that into the uh, this, the, I, in, in the climate change example that we were talking about, yes, there's probably always more that I can do. But if each person is at least putting in some effort to be like, okay, you know what, today I did good. Can I always do more? Could I recycle more? Could I buy less of this? Of course, of course. So it's about, I guess, just being comfortable as long as you're putting an effort towards, I guess, the right thing, then, you know, obviously we can always do more or less. Mm -hmm. Then that's that's good enough, at least for now, mm -hmm. at least for now. But maybe in the future, that won't be mm -hmm. uh, that won't be the case. Mm -hmm. uh, at this at this uh, stage in the conversation, uh, I like to say that uh, it's not something I, I write uh, on the website yet. Uh, if you've been there yeah. on my LinkedIn profile yet, because I, I think it would be misunderstood. Okay. Uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, maybe I'll get there <laughs> one day. But uh, um, uh, what I do I, I, with individuals is easy to understand, but with companies is the same. Everything I do I, I, is in the purpose, the aim of sustainable fulfillment. Sustainability, we talked about it. Okay, yeah. now we understand what it is. Fulfillment. Uh, for individuals, we understand what it is to be fulfilled. We mm. feel it. We know it. We, we know the concept. We don't usually apply it to organizations, to companies, uh, and that's why I don't use the word uh, publicly, let's say. Um, but, uh, but this is what I aim for, that, that pe teams, because uh, companies is teams, people uh, as teams are fulfilled. Mm. They love what they do. They love uh, their, their job. They love their company. They love the impact it has. They love all of this. So they really have a deep sense of fulfillment um, in a sustainable way or in a sustainable context. And, and why do I bring this up right now is because we can always be more sustainable uh, and, sure. and being into that world of, uh, you know, the, the people who are, um, I'd say, uh, trying to do their part on the climate, uh, blah, 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 blah. So they're not activists, but, you know, uh, yeah, in, in I that, you. You know, of people who are uh, working in that space. Uh, I see people who are actually not feeling good, like, like actually feeling very bad mm -hmm. um, because they see the problem and they, and they, and they, they are close to depressed. Uh, because they want to do something and they, and, and they don't do enough or because uh, they, they think we are fucked up or because, you know, yeah. uh, but even in their own life, they say, oh, I should do more, I could do more. They always, uh, I don't know how you say that in English, but they, uh, they, they harm themselves ultimately yeah. even yeah. Uh, because of uh, guilt or because of etc. No, I don't think that's, that's not what I want to see. Uh, mm. I want to see balanced, fulfilled uh, individuals and organizations that care about themselves and it starts from us uh, care about themselves care about others and care about the planet uh, and are connected to themselves connected to others connected to the to the environment the living the planet call it the way you want um, and and this this balance this uh, this balance yes uh, is critical in my opinion and and evolves and every day one percent more every day one yeah. percent more every day one percent more uh, without guilt without um, yeah yeah, well, I, I, I understand what you mean um, um, when you said that I have, I don't put, you haven't, I guess, posted it publicly yet because I, I do get listening to you that how that can be misinterpreted. Yeah. You know, people don't really understand what you're talking about. They would actually no. need to list, literally listen to you explain it just, exactly. just the way you have exactly. for them to get what you're talking about. Because um, if I'm the CEO of a company and I see a fulf uh, sustainable fulfillment, I would say, okay, this is... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, you know. Exactly. Um, but I think you made a good point about um, fulfillment. I, I think all of us at some point in our lives, whether... Um, you ran a company or whether you were an employee you've had a, you've gone through a point in your life where you didn't feel fulfilled so 
but you know but if you have experienced that feeling of fulfillment that you do something that you love that you're making a impact whatever that impact might be that you're connected that the work you're doing is connected to what you want it's a completely different feeling you feel at least i've experienced it too you feel lighter you're, you're happier you know you don't feel as stressed usually it's just because you know what i'm doing is connected to this is what fulfills me and i'm doing it and it, that makes me happy because i used to think that i think like many people used to think that money is the that's the goal you know just accumulate wealth accumulate wealth not money is very important mm. but also but you can have all the money in the world and not be fulfilled and be depressed so mm. it's just a wake-up call to mm. think about what is that thing that makes you feel fulfilled mm. uh, and you know mm. uh, unhappy in japan they have uh, this this word called ikigai ikagi yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so a-k-a-g-a-i yeah uh, for those who want to look up on on google images uh and and it's 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 exactly about this it's uh, uh, the ikigai so your 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 best life um is uh, at the intersection of what you love uh, what the world needs what you're good at uh and how to make money with this uh and how to make money is important uh, of course absolutely yeah, of yeah 100% development it's it's a must but it's not the only thing uh, exactly <laughs> yeah and that's the that's the thing i guess to remember that um it's not the only thing um i'm curious where where does your does your passion for sustainability come from? Was it always, was this, is this something that you've had the whole time? Was this always the case or is this something quite um, recent? Because I know with A Step Back, you launched it in 2019 with the focus on like sustainable development mm-hmm. and helping <clears throat> companies and organizations as well. Um, I, I always uh, somehow struggle to answer this one. Okay. The reason is that... Um, um, I, f- I uh, when I was 20, 21, uh, I volunteered for a year in uh, for an, an NGO in France that uh, okay. serves uh, meals to uh, homeless people, uh, and I did that twice a week, um, including on a Saturday night. My friends were thinking. I was <laughs> um, so so I guess I always had uh, Some, this, yeah. uh, something this thing. Um, I always also said that uh, if. Um, uh, to say it bluntly, s- truly and simply, if the NGO world um, had paid better, I would have worked in NGOs for all my life. Okay. But I also had personal aspirations uh, of yeah. living a life the way I did. Uh, and we have three kids. And, you know, and the, the, one of the big issues of our world for me is that we don't focus our energy, our efforts on the right things. Um, so, which means that, you know, the NGOs, everyone says, are oh, great. Uh, or at least social enterprises, which somehow I prefer to NGOs. Uh, or at least uh, uh, sustainable organizations, mm. you know, organizations that take care of something else than just money. that try to do good in their world. Um, uh, but so I made the choice and for, and for many years uh, I knew, I felt, I had within me this desire to have a better impact or, or a different impact at least um, and it's only two years ago two and a half years ago now uh, that I thought okay for whatever reasons my mission in the company my digital transformation mission in the company I was working for at the time was coming to an end we agreed that progress was great blah blah we didn't need me full time on this and so I thought okay so uh, I'm I was six six or nine months away from turning 40 I'm sure that this uh, mattered as well you know <laughs> uh, and uh, and I thought okay I think now is the right time to sure. address this meaning this this uh, this um, this quest for meaning that I had uh, inside me for years and so I just went for it uh, all in. Uh, and I took the ikigai, uh, that tool, yeah. uh, and I built. So what I love, 
uh, what makes sense for me, uh, what am I good at, and I ended up uh, creating a step back uh, as a consequence. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I believe that, uh, so the reason for the name, yeah, I was actually going to ask you about the name okay. because I think it's a great name, by the way. Uh, thank you. Uh, I think that all um, change, all transformation, and I'm passionate about transformations, all change, all transformation start by taking a step back. The, it, it's, it's when you pose, you, you take time, you reflect, uh, you take a step back, that you, okay, this I like, this I don't like, this mm. I don't like, I actually want to really change. Uh, so it's the start of all a transformational uh, journey, uh, and uh, and that's why the name. And some people sometimes tell me, um, okay, a step back, take a step back. I understand, but a step back, it's also stepping back, going backwards. Ah, some I people see. understand ah, it that way. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, and I'm not bothered by this. Uh, on the contrary, because I believe that we are in a two. Uh, I don't know if that's English, consumeristic. We consume too much yeah. of everything we do in everything, in every way we consume too much. And I think it's valuable. It would be good uh, to reduce a little bit, take a step, take a few steps back <laughs> on some topics uh, of our consumption. Uh, and so I, I totally, um, I'm, I'm totally comfortable with that fact, though it's, it's not the, the usual uh, message uh, mm. that a uh, coach, mm. consultant, or whoever, uh, yeah. or any, anyone uh, in that uh, capitalistic world wants to give. Like, everyone says about more, more, more. I say, no, actually, less would be good. Yeah, uh, some, they do say less is more, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Which is what I feel, by the way. Yeah. Since I started this journey personally, I've yeah. transformed as well. Uh, and I feel so much more fulfilled than a few years ago. Uh, well... Uh, um, consuming less much much less and take whatever aspect of my life i consume less yeah and i feel so much better um i um i resonate with that actually because uh, so i i grew up here and uh here as, as like culturally and society wise you are this is my probably one of the biggest con consumer mindsets and societies in the world you know um material is very important material things are very important and so on um Hong so, Kong and China are the same. But yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but then I, so growing up my whole life, that was kind of my mindset. And then I lived in um, Amsterdam from 2017 to 2020. I was okay. working there. And that was just like such a big like reality check. Mm. It was so refreshing. I, no matter who you spoke to, no matter where they were in like society, no matter what the job was, from the coffee guy to the CEO of business and, so, and anyone in between, you speak to them and they're like, they're just happy, you know, it's, and it's simple, you don't, they don't like, yeah, this is my life, this is my family, this is what I do, and I'm very happy, and for me, it was such a big, like, reality check, because I'm like, I thought I need all these things mm -hmm. to be, you know, to be happy, and then, so when I came back, it was just like a breath of, like, it was just like a reset, like, on my mind, and I was like, oh, okay, and nowadays, compared to how I was, and how I used to think, way, I care way less, about you know having this doing that whatever i'm like yeah i've got a couple of things that i need that i'm that's good you know i'm happy i'm happy with that mm -hmm. so i do resonate with that and i think uh i you said it beautifully i love the name and you know everything does start with taking a step back 100 percent. every change i've made in my life every change a company has made whatever you got to take a step back and take a look at what's going on not when you're like entrenched and in the middle of it you need to step back to get some perspective and then you can take off from there and then that growth uh, or that direction is usually more sustainable in yeah. every aspect of That's sustainability. True. That's true, actually. Yeah, because you identify what what do we what do we need, what do we want, what is actually affecting us negatively as well. So when you remove that, it's already you're already becoming um, more sustainable from that perspective. 
Um, Alex, I want to be conscious of our time. I know you have a meeting, so I don't want to you know, keep you for too long. Um, so I just have three more questions for you. Uh, number one, uh, I think you'd be, <clears throat> if you could give a, what companies in the world uh, could you maybe name that do sustainability, uh, sustainable growth well? Or, and are there any parts of the world that you have taken notice that there's actually there's a maybe a more of a mindset of sustainability than than others because I think understanding maybe an example of a company and where in the uh, in a country will help people just get a better understanding of everything we've talked about today. Um, I think the best I can do is to invite people and go to um, a website. I don't know the exact address, but uh, if you type B Corp. B C O R P, okay, like uh, B corporations. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the B Corp movement um, and the B Corp certification uh, is a certification. I think today, like three thousand companies, maybe my number is outdated, but uh, uh, have have got uh, this this certification. It's quite uh, stringent. It's quite uh, strict uh, certification. Mm. It's not like you apply and you have it. Huh? No, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um, that. Um, uh, uh, is uh, one of the most well-known uh, and very practical um, um, certificates for companies that try and be sustainable. Uh, you've got to have a minimum of 80 points uh, to have the certification, and every company, when they start they have the process and they do the first uh, you know, test, uh, they have anywhere between... A, uh, let's say 20 and 50 points. Uh, so it's, it's re- and the, the maximum you can have is 200. What I'm trying to say is that it's not easy to, to, to obtain. Yeah. But um, yet some companies, the, the, uh, the flagship company uh, of that uh, movement and of uh, the whole sustainability topic is Patagonia, okay. uh, the, the, the outdoor um, equipment uh, company. Um, there, there are a number of others, but why do I, um, I would like to invite uh, your auditors to, uh, to go to and, and check B Corp is because they will be able to find so, so many companies in yeah. so many industries yeah. and find one that they find inspirational. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. There are different sizes of companies. Uh, now, more and more mid to large scale uh, uh, companies uh, are, are embracing the model and, and, and trying to certify. Uh, I know of a luxury brand that is in the process. It could be the very first luxury brand uh, that everyone knows uh, in the process of, um, of, of, uh, of having it in the next few weeks if it works for them. Um, but so yeah, I'd like to, to okay. reply in that way. Sure. Uh, and there are in every country, uh, literally today, I guess, uh, a few years into uh, the, the B Corp movement. I don't know if it's three, five, right? It's, it's at least five years. Um, that there are companies everywhere. Um, and uh, yes, in the, in the beauty industry, there are, in the, uh, the, the food industry, there are. Uh, so, you know, I invite the people to, yeah. to look at uh, the industries that they, they care about. Um, yeah, I guess that's the. Sure. Yeah, I, I I was not familiar with B Corp, yeah. so, so there I'll, are other there are other models. If you type uh, sustainable companies uh, or, yeah. or moving towards sustainability, whatever in, in Google, if you make your research, you'll find other labels, other movements, a number of associations by industry as well. Uh, yeah, like not I, just. I was in retail for the longest time. Um, um, in the fashion industry, yeah. there's a number of uh, organizations that try to rally people uh, onto these goals and stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for anyone interested in finding out more, getting some examples of companies, uh, just t- check out B Corp or sustainable uh, growth or companies. 
Um, uh, Alex, for my last two questions, these are questions that I ask uh, all my guests. So number one, looking back, uh, reflecting, taking a step back, as it were, of uh, at your life or even professionally, what are you most proud of for yourself? Um, the first thing that came to mind is is to um, um, have the courage to try uh, and live my own life. Yeah, uh, my true life, my own life. Uh, do what I want to do is my life because I consider we only have, we only have one, uh, and it was not easy. It is not easy <laughs> still <laughs> uh, to try and, and and really be myself uh, sure. and 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 live my own life. Yeah, yeah, um, and I I resonate with that a lot. And actually, it's funny. Many people I've had on the podcast have echoed uh, echoed that. I mm. think you know the courage to try and to kind of create the life that you've always wanted exactly, to have yeah. and so on and exactly. like you said it is not easy and not i'm easy. sure it doesn't get but easier. it feels so good now for the first time in my life since i started the step back uh I, when i think about what would i do if i uh, won the lottery or if i think about what would i do if i died six months from now the answer is just a, i would do what uh, i do now yeah uh, so that's awesome that's awesome mm -hmm. that's a great uh, great place to get to and the last question alex what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today Wow. Um, <clears throat> um, I'll follow on the same note, probably. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's I, I didn't believe that um, it was uh, possible to um, um, actually uh, follow your dreams. I thought it was for mm. someone else. I thought that I... You know, yeah, okay, it's it's in the book, so it's I mean, some people I met. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't think that it was actually possible to decide and go for it and and, and actually do it when uh, you're someone normal. Because I'm consider I consider myself to be normal with my strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it's it's a bit cheesy, uh, but yeah, go for your dreams and, and you can uh, you actually can do it. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> It is crazy, 100%. Yeah. Uh, when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, from all the books I've read, the you know, other people who are successful, I, I, it's hard to imagine that they probably started off in similar positions as exactly. we did. You know, they exactly. were just a person who had an idea, and but now you have all this, so it's like, oh, they were special. But exactly. they weren't, and they all tell you the same. Exactly. They all tell you the same thing, 100%. Exactly. I really resonate with that. But it does take time. There's the, the only maybe yeah. addition. Uh, yes, uh, And it's 100%. not overnight success. It's not, well, maybe for some it is, but then it's, uh, it's not sustainable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, yeah, it does take a bit of time. It yeah. does, for sure. But I guess that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, Alex, I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so, so much fun. Uh, I've really learned a lot about, you know, sustainability and just... I've got a fresh perspective on so many aspects of that that I didn't know about before. And I think for anyone listening, if they're interested in this field, there's a lot they could um, take away from our conversation. So thank you. Um, before, uh, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, work with you, uh, where can they find you? How can they get in touch? Um, I guess my name will be on the podcast. So Misery, M-I-S-S-E-R-I, Alex. Um, and the organization, so I repeat, is called A Step Back, A-S-T-E-P-B-A-C-K, uh, astepback.org. Uh, or on LinkedIn. Or on LinkedIn. Perfect, guys. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Alex, uh, that's how you do it. To everyone, um, 
please uh, subscribe to the podcast, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I'm all over the place at hope.it.helps. Alex, thank you so much for coming on the show, Thanks man. Thanks so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And guys, to everyone listening, as always, hope it helps. Peace.